The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to It Came From Radio, the show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. For um, the first time in a long time, we have none other than our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Happy to be Hi. anywhere. We have from The Life of Jenner G, Jenny Feldy. Eating vegetables, feeling great. And we have from Fishy Sarcasm, actually Fishy Sarcasms, <laughs> Dominic Definition Man Serrano. <laughs> Sarcasms? I don't know. It's fishy sarcasm. Yeah, but, but it's fishy sarcasms. It's, it's you belong sarcasms. to the fishy sarcasm. Unless it's you get sarcasm. sarcasms.coms. Sarcasms. Oh, dot com. Isn't, isn't that big caves you go into and look around? Sarcasms? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Charlie's New Year's resolution was to make it to the show. <laughs> nice, no. nice. Thank you. Thank you. And so unlike on. Jen, I ate a Philly cheesesteak tonight. So. <laughs> So if oh, so if people have the smell vision, no, the lickle vision, they can taste yeah. from a previous episode no one, of the fans of the show listening, paying attention. You can taste yeah, the, that's true. And believe me, it was delicious. So did you um, go to Philly? Did I what? Did, did you, you go, go to Philly? Philly? No, there's a new one in my town. I wish I could go to Philly for it, but I don't go anywhere yeah, because be there's a pandemic. To to yeah, you got to go be vaccinated to go to Philly now. Yeah. FYI for anyone who's listening. <laughs> I will say this. The place the place where I live, um, we have so many different restaurants and food places. And there's this new Philly place that opened up. And it's kind of authentic in the fact they use Cheese Whiz. Uh-huh. Do you, like, do you live at the Broadway Mall food court? No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, um, so I get your choice, and one of them was cheese whiz. I'm like, that's authentic. I'm having the cheese whiz. Yeah, it is. So on yeah. this week's show, we have another Jay Bernalee segment. Um, our very own senior correspondent Charlie Saladino has an interview from the Li Who uh, with uh, Li Who event organizer Ken Deep, and our very own uh, Pronto Comics, uh, whose uh, Fish Sarcasms Dominic Definition Mansfano is going to be having an interview with um, Gordon Purcell and Mario Mariano. Nicieza from the Outer Spaceman. Before we do any of that, before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! News is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. So the fine folks at the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show. Oh, celebrating over 25 years, six now. Comic book stuff and pop culture news. More information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is scheduled for January 29th of this year. It is the Big Apple sure. Trading Card Show, and uh, tickets are on sale right now. And I want to give a shout out to our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Cortez, Newsday Famous Shows and Media, Unchikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, Yasmin Array, and Rosa. If you want to have your own little shout out, go to our website, www.camfrey.com, and on the donate button, you can go and click on that. And um, <clears throat> for just a dollar, you can be a Patreon for our show. 
So let's see. As we always uh, start off, we're going to start with the one bit of sad news. Actually, two bits of sad news this eh. year. <laughs> Legendary actress Betty White died recently in her sleep of natural causes just 18 days shy of her 100th birthday. With a career in TV and movies spanning over 70 of those years, uh, from being the first woman to produce and star in her own sitcom to being one of the oldest actresses, actresses still working, earning herself a Guinness Book World Record, just listing everything that Betty White was in would do her no justice. Um, in anticipation of her upcoming birthday, Betty participated in a documentary special titled Betty White, 100 Years Young, A Birthday Celebration that is scheduled to play in theaters across the country. Um, what I'm going to do after the end of this bit, uh, we're going to play a, a clip of Betty White talking to the late Larry King about death. So it's very interesting on her perspective for that. So senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. Yes. Did you ever have the pleasure of meeting Betty White? Unfortunately, no. It's it's uh, she is she is legendary. She is the first lady of TV. Um, regardless of what everybody says. Um, she was the first lady to have her own sitcom. And uh, she was amazing. She was funny. She was um, the innuendos that flew on uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show mm -hmm. between uh, her and Lou and stuff like that. And, of course, um, with her, her husband, Alan Ludden, who died very at a very early age, um, they were quite a couple, so it's a shame. It's a sin. Jennifer, go ahead. Now I said, people like Betty White, you want to live, you know, you want them to live forever. Yeah, um, Jenny Feldy, have you? Are you familiar with Betty White? Yeah, and uh, it's very sad, but I feel like I always try to focus on the solution or whatever the productive thought is. So now my thought is, you know what? She's gone, so now all of society can work together to take her place and uh, try to fill her shoes. Hmm. All right, Dominic she could be a role model for us. You're a fan of uh, Betty's work, Dominic? Uh, I mean, yeah, because just the Golden Girls alone, I'm I'm thankful that she's been a friend. Um. <laughs> No one got that one. I Thank did. you. I got it. I got, got it. I got, got it. it. It's like, you're all like too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I was yeah. chewing. I used to I used to watch the Golden Girls uh regularly with my mother. She would stay up at nights. So there's actually video because before my mother passed, I, I took video of her and asked her questions. In the background, you can hear the Golden Girls. Wow. Yeah. So it's like very meta at this point. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's a beautiful so, memory. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting because they see on Facebook a lot of people like, well, she lived through 24 leap years, which means she has 24 <laughs> extra days. So if you really do the math, she made it to 100 years in five days. And it's like, OK, whatever. <laughs> you know, basically, she I think People magazine and a couple of magazines were going to do about uh, or being 100, about yeah, being 100 and then doing so they jinxed it. Yep, <laughs> they jinxed it. Of course, they have to because they got to get it to print. You don't want to put out how she turned 100 three months after the fact. No one cares. You want to do it when right. she's gonna on her birthday, um, you know. But like, look, 99. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good run. She was 18 days away from from getting a letter from the president. 
Not yeah. that this president would write the letter anyway. So <laughs> this president, yeah. this was the letter. Oh my God, from this president, <laughs> it would be like ten different topics. Yeah. He would trail yeah. off like a high person and forget yeah. where he was yeah. going. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the letter's going to read, "Congratulations, ba- Betty. Happy Thanksgiving." Yeah, that's. I mean, she, look, she's just she's lucky. Like she died at home because if she died in a the hospital, they claim it as a COVID death. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get three thousand. Get three thousand. I personally like to think that she did not die in her sleep, that she and Keith Richards died uh, were involved in like a Highlander like battle. <laughs> now Keith Richards right. has absorbed her power through the quickening, and he, oh. there can be only one, and it's Keith Richards. He will live forever. Now. Yeah. Fair enough. So moving on oh, for yeah. some more sad news. As I mentioned, she was ninety nine, and. Um, Probably at the end of the news segment, we're going to play that clip of her. Uh, so moving on to more sad news, which is the last bit of sad news. Uh, collectibles expert and comic book guy, uh, Robert Bruce, was found dead on, recently inside a New Jersey storage facility. Foul play is not being suspected by police, although the investigation is still underway. Um, while we hear it, it came from the radio, know him from the convention circuit, like I see him all the time at conventions. Uh, most people know him from the ABC AMC series, Comic Book Men. Uh, Charlie, I know you've seen him around, right, during conventions? Yeah, yeah, I've seen him in conventions. I, I just can't believe that he's gone and the way he's gone, you know. I'm sorry, uh, did you say he was found in a storage locker? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, he was found in a New Jersey, New Jersey yeah, that's storage why. facility, yes. That sounds yeah, like a scene why, from Sopranos, you know? Yeah, that's why I said it was just kind of yeah. strange the way he died. Um, kind of, you think? You know, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know. You never know. You, could you imagine on Could you imagine on Storage Wars when they opened that storage? Oh, thing? my God. That's wow. Tony wow. Soprano. <clears throat> so, yeah. so, Dominic, yeah. uh, were you also aware of uh, Robert Bruce? Have you ever got a chance to meet him during the convention times you were running around? I, I never got to meet him. Um, I have been to Red Bank, New Jersey, oddly enough to see Kevin Smith. And funny enough, they actually filmed it, and it's like the third Kevin Smith special. Right. And I'm actually apparently in the audience. Yes, you were like, ha, um, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, for a second, there's me like laughing in the audience. Um, as I'm looking it up, he, you know, he died in the store. It says uh, Bruce was found inside a Red Bank, New Jersey storage facility that doubled as his office. Oh, um, okay. So chances are, like, it was probably it was obviously oh. his Facebook. His um, dog didn't like that. His, his dog didn't like that. It was obviously his storage unit, and he was probably in there with a ton of collectibles, and he probably just died at his desk. It, it probably something. I'm I'm I don't, I'm not a what a way to go. It says no foul play suspected. Most yeah. likely, I'm going to guess a uh, heart attack or a stroke or an em- embolism of some kind, like a. Yeah. A, a quote-unquote natural cause. I'm not trying to uh, make fun of the dead, but the man doesn't exactly look like a bastion of health. So it's just, it's just what a way to go. So you know, uh, he was, hopefully uh, he was doing well, something he liked. You he know, was, like, uh, yeah. 62. he died doing something he liked. So yeah. he was uh, a young 62. 62. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, funny. I was, as I was trying to Google him, all that kept coming up was the former scottish king robert the bruce i'm like that's clearly not not him so let's see so moving on for the not as sad news let's see um let's do this one can we start calling it it could be sadder news but it's not okay from the it could be sadder news but it's not from 
I from... mean, some people would say it's happy news. They'd be like, "Oh, I no. wish I was dead too," you know. No, Mark, <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't do happy news. Mark doesn't do happy news. Um, uh, we have a well, couple. Well, but... my chicken log was happy. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh my! Oh, the chicken log thing. <laughs> Disturbing. That was fun. Uh, that was the fans of the show listening to a different episode. Um, so from the, yeah. you had one job department. One job. During the Harry Potter <laughs> 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts special, a childhood photo of Emma Roberts was used instead of a photo of actual Harry Potter star Emma Watson. A fan pointed out the error oh. online and HBO quickly released the statement. Executives say, well spotted, Harry Potter fans. You brought an editing mistake of a mislabeled photograph to our attention. The new version will be up shortly. What they should have said was, my advice to us is start drinking heavily. (laughs) Yeah, really. You know what's funny is I was actually like mixing up those two this week. And last week I found myself thinking like, which one's which? So that's really funny that this became news. It was in my head. Well, I mean, you, you spend all that money and make a 20th anniversary special and you put the wrong picture. Like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Some guy doesn't Easy. have a job anymore. Easy mistake. How did that, how did that get through? <laughs> I, They're yeah. the same person. What's the difference? They look nothing alike. <laughs> to me, they're the same, okay? They, no, they do I'm look nothing saying. alike. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that when you make a movie, you have the dailies. When you do this, doesn't anybody check? Apparently not. Everybody agrees with me. Apparently not, right, yeah. And it took a fan to to notice it. So good job. Of course. Good job, Somebody with no life watching, yeah. That's funny. Now, what they should do is go to Emma Stone for comment. (laughs) (laughs) This is... Yeah. (laughs) That'd be funny. See, now that would be hilarious. Yeah. About the How Emma controversy, the- let's go to Emma Stone. See what she has to say. <laughs> let's go now, to Emma reporter Emma Stone. That's funny. Yeah. Does she get residuals now? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. That's just somebody. Somebody got fired. Uh, so moving fascinating, on. Fascinating thing: Emma Watson, born in Paris, France, actually. So I wonder. <laughs> I guess that makes her a French citizen. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm just because um, she's English. But she's, oh. she might be the great, 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 great grandmother of Jean-Luc Picard, an English, uh, a, uh, uh, a Frenchman with an English accent. There you go. Nice, <laughs> way, nice way to tie it together. Very well. Thank you. I try. Mm-hmm. I try. Mm-hmm. So let's see. This should be the last bit of news. So from the, this might be the middle of the end department. If you recall, during the recent controversy, uh, no, wait, let me try it again. If you recall, due to recent controversy, NBC ended its relationship with the Golden Globes last year. And as of this uh, day of recording, which is January 5th, 2022, the plans have been announced for the next ceremony, which is scheduled for January 9th, 2022, and will focus on philanthropy and no audience or media are invited, nor will there be any celebrity presenters. Executives say should be a great show. The Golden Globes will move forward with a small event on January 9th that will not yeah. only award the best performers in television and film for 2021, but also on recognizing the importance of supporting diverse creatives across the industry. The event will recognize celebrity 
and celebrate and honor a variety of diverse community-based programs that empower inclusive filmmakers and journalists to pursue their storytelling passions. The Highwood Foreign Press Association has financially supported the importance underserved by organizations for decades and will continue to invest in the future leaders of the industry. Uh, no details were provided on how the winners will be revealed or where the Golden Globes will take place. Now, we mentioned and, how the Golden Globes... Who, <laughs> yes. who would care? Who would care? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> So yeah. that, that was the thing. Like we, we talked about the Golden Globes before and how the ratings were in the toilet and how they were just a foreign press of made up of like four or five guys. And <laughs> they made the Golden Globes such a big thing, but it really wasn't because the awards were given by the press of the foreign yeah. countries. And somebody, it took them however many years to realize that this is how it's going to be. And then they were like, well, they want to have diversity and inclusion. And we're like, well, you can't because it's a foreign press associated. And they're like, well, we're going to try anyway. And NBC is like, yeah, we don't want to deal with you anymore. So they just canceled and they're not going to air it. So now the Golden Globes, which was the first award show, and it was, a, a as they used to say, it was the precursor to the Oscars. Now yeah, nobody to, cares about it. It used to be able to like yeah. gauge who's going to win what at the Oscars based off of how they did at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Right. And sort of like the SAG Awards, because it's a whole long, it's, it's what they would call um, uh, award season. Right. Right. Disturbing in of itself. It's funny how once one person turned their backs on it, everybody else just followed suit. And now, as Charlie said, nobody cares about the Golden Globes. Like, how did that happen? That's so and, crazy. And you know how that not... happened? Ricky Gervais. That's how that happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he shined a light on it. But so, why yeah. do you think it took so long for them to shine a light on? Like it took I a just pandemic. Feel like the collective is awakening I, in every area. People are waking up to lies, and people are starting to I, think, "Why am I doing this?" I just think people got tired of the BS. I just, I just think you know, like me, just let me know in the paper the next day who won, and I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, I don't care who wins. I would like to read. Oh, that's nice. He got a Golden Globe. <laughs> you know, the Oscars, everything, you know, <laughs> um, I'm still pissed that I didn't get my Emmy, but <laughs> uh, that's water under the bridge now. I mean, we have a dubious uh, relationship with award shows, but I find Do it. We? Well, we yeah, have, I didn't I mean, know we had it, any relationship. <laughs> well, when, I mean, when the hell did that happen? <laughs> it must have been when I wasn't yeah. here two weeks. Yeah, who has <laughs> a dubious relationship? I mean, that's funny. We, we, Were we, we ever actually up for an award? For no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that we can appreciate what award shows are, but at the same time, we really don't care about award shows. No. That's a dubious yeah. relationship. Well, we would appreciate them. Well, I mean, it's it's being recognized by your peers. So, no, I don't. And, I don't. I think they're all. Yeah, well, I, I don't, don't have. Them, you know I mean, what? it's it's cool to be an Oscar winner, like. Despite everything, it's still cool. But then you're like, it's oh, just, yeah. you know, it's, it's, somebody, it's somebody who's in the industry and the way the industry works to get the award really isn't the best of, but it's still kind of cool to have an well, Oscar. Yeah, you know? that's why, like, anytime <laughs> I win awards or, like, up for something or nominate a film festival, I know it's just people that are trying to sell something to you. It's not really about talent, but it, it's, it often does recognize talent. But I always put it down just because I know how much BS there is it's, involved. It's like uh, when you get a Hollywood uh, star wall on the Walk of Fame. You have to pay for mm -hmm. that. Like, I yeah, didn't know that. Really? 
See, exactly. Pay, yeah. I wonder if you have to pay for the cement in front of Grom's Chinese Theater. So you have to pay for that honor. It's not like it's not. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Well. You, yes, Charlie. Well, you, got, you got three minutes. Go. Not, if you're not the major in the major group of a show that wins the Emmy, you got to pay for your Emmy. Did you know, <laughs> I did not know that either. <laughs> you got to pay for your Emmy because like, say, um, Calgary, when we did the Olympics in Calgary, uh, the the show won an Emmy, but who got it? The talent, the the announcers, everything. But everybody in the whole crew had the option of getting an Emmy for themselves, wow. but they had to pay for it. Is that why you didn't my, get the Emmy? <laughs> my Emmy was taken away from me by the tech super who I was doing all his work for him, but. <laughs> You have to, wow. yeah, you have to, if you're not the immediate talent, you have to pay for it. And guess what? Everybody does. Wow. Uh, Eyes yeah. opened. Yeah. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Dubious relationship. So yeah. relationship. So we have, so we have two minutes. So do you guys think that this is the end of the Golden Girls? Will we no longer even hear about them after this year? God, I yeah. hope it's. I hope it's the end of every award show in the world as <laughs> we agree. know it. I agree. Wow. Yeah, I think it is, honestly. I think that's what's happening worldwide is people are there understanding. There is a god. <laughs> people got, like Cuomo got an Emmy. People are understanding how things work and they're not excited anymore because they're like, oh, magic is gone. You can see the puppet hands moving Jesus's arms or like whatever. You know, yeah. it's like you can see wow. who's pulling the strings and people... Uh, they're they're done with a lot. Yeah, they're checking out. All right. So with a minute to go, um, I guess Dominic, do you have any final thoughts? Um, as much as everyone anyone wants to be like, I don't care about winning when it comes to awards. When it comes down to it, everyone wants to win. Hell yeah. So it's like if if we were nominated for like a radio podcast show award thing. I'm telling you, all of us would be like, yeah, yeah, no, we don't care. Well, well don't you know we have nice the award for being the best show that you're listening to right now? Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> um, and in terms of award shows, they'll still be the, the Academy Awards. All right. Uh, I, I won't be shot like that's the last one that stands. That and the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> Jenny Feldy, 30 seconds or less. Go. Uh, very simply put, there's a very strong correlation with having high self-esteem and flossing regularly. So consider flossing and to feel better, to feel cooler, to automatically change your energy. Crazy flossing. <laughs> I do enjoy flossing. See you, Charlie Saladino. 20 seconds or less. Go. Okay, let's all have a very healthy and happy new year and screw every award show on the face <laughs> of this planet. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> I say, uh, just make sure we're gonna be, we're gonna play the uh, the the clip of Betty White and um, Larry King right after this. So with that, we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back for King from Radio. <laughs> do you fear? Do you fear leaving the planet? Oh no! Oh, I'm. Come on! I look forward. I feared. Oh, I don't. I'm so curious. We know, we all know everything about everything. My mother taught me this. We know the answers to everything or we can find out the answers. But the one thing we can't find out is what happens that moment after. You can, you can, you can think, you know. You can or think, you, can, you know, you can, you can, faith. You can re be religious, you can all those things, but you, you don't know for certain. I just find it fascinating, I'm curious. And as the older I get, the curiouser I get. But what if it's nothing? 
What if it's nothing? I won't know that. You can't lose on uh-uh. that. <laughs> it's a win-win situation. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Christopher. I had played Hawk on Buck Rogers on the 25th century, and you are listening to It Came From Radio. Celebrate 2022 at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin with the Marvel Comics event X-Lives and Deaths of Wolverine. And from DC Comics comes the series debut of Chip Zdarsky's Batman the Night. And from Image Comics, don't forget to get Aerosmith number one. At Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, you can pre-order everything to make sure you get your comics. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday and Friday, 2 to 7, Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located at 846 Merrick Road in Baldwin, New York. Happy New Year from Cosmic Comics! <laughs> hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio, the sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Now, back to our show. <laughs> This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio, and I'm here, I'm very honored to be here at L.I. Who Presents Time Flight, and I'm here with none other than the showrunner, a great friend of our show, Ken Deep. Ken, how are you? I'm very well, Charlie. How are you? Did you like that intro? I liked that intro. That was nice. That made me sound important for a second. Oh, very important to us. So, and to everybody else in this damn convention thing here now. So Ken, uh... All I know is I see people having fun here, and that's that's what I love about the convention. Your conventions, they have fun. They they uh, even the talent and everything like that. Uh, what do you think of this year's uh, festivities? Actually, it, it exceeded my expectations this year. We knew uh, doing a in-person convention and COVID was going to be risky, but there was a segment of our audience that just wanted to come out and see their friends. They were sciencey. They they got their vaccinations and wear their masks and do a lot of kind of stuff just because they want to see friends. They're tired of being stuck in the house, and they're here. They're doing what they have to do to to you know to achieve that. There was a certain uh, segment of our audience that just didn't feel comfortable yet, and that's fine. They'll be back next year. You know, we respect that. That's cool. You know, I I totally get it. You know that, that some people are just. They're not ready yet. And when they are, they'll be back. And in the meantime, we took that into consideration. We didn't bite off more than we could chew this year. And, and that's why I think it's working so well this year. Um, everyone's got a very relaxed atmosphere. So I think people are just dying to see their friends. And that's why there's just such a good vibe. In us. And that goes for everyone who works here, too. We've been doing this over Zoom for the last two years. So it's actually nice to see our friends in person again. Well, that's that's what we get. Um, that's the vibe we're getting for the conventions. It's it's great to be back, and uh, it it is great. And and you see it in the faces here uh, of everyone. And this is like I said, it's such a, a happy convention because we're back. And 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 believe me, I, I know the precautions you've taken, and you know it's and everybody is is complying and. Uh, like I said, uh, what's what was your favorite part so far? 
Oh my gosh, favorite parts of London. I didn't yeah. know it would be. Don't I, 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 I didn't know there'd be a test this weekend. Let's see. Yes. Well, uh, they, we had a thing called FraserCon last night where we did a little bit of a roast to Fra- our guest Fraser Hines. He was in good spirits, and he's he's comedy gold. He's the godfather of the convention. He comes every year. Uh, a matter of fact, he, we, this whole was all because he said, "I I want to come to the United States. I miss all my friends." And I'm coming whether you do a convention or not. And we were like, well, I guess we have to do a convention then because Fraser's coming. I, I had a feeling he would have jumped in a rowboat to come here. Um, the costumes are great. And really, quite honestly, I'm just happy to see everybody. Uh, and I think if you went around the convention and asked people what was your highlight, I think they're going to, I think 90% of them would just tell you they're happy to see their friends and, and, and just see people face to face again. Yeah. Well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, every time I see you, I, I, you know, I go, Ken, next year, next year. This is one of my favorite gigs of, of the, all the convention circuit. And I'm, I'm talking about Comic-Con, too. This is one of my, because I grew up with this show, and so did everybody else who, who's here. And uh, if people don't know, this is the longest-running TV show in the world. There's something wrong with them. But, uh, again, what are we, uh, what are we um, looking forward to uh, next year from you? Okay, so here's the, su- here's the surprise scoops, I guess. We'll be back here at uh, the same property again at the Holiday Inn, Long Island, next November 19th and 20th, 2022. It'll be Eli Who Presents Meglos which was a character that was a cactus, if you remember. So it'll be a big cactus theme. We'll be quite prickly next year. Um, and it, we will have Peter Davison, the fifth doctor, and his companion, Janet Fielding, who played Tegan. They've already signed up. I'm sure we have more. I have invitations out. We'll be back for another in-person convention if everything goes well. Hopefully we'll be a year uh, further into managing this life that we now have, you know, after COVID, and uh, it'd be nice if we didn't have to wear masks next year. Let's keep our fingers crossed, right? So we can see the expressions on people's faces. And, but That's right. But uh, I'm excited. I, I, I'm, so many people have come up to me saying, I can't wait till next year, and we're not even done with this year yet, so that, that's great. I love the enthusiasm. And you know what? I re- the tone is down to the people. The people who come here bring their goodwill. And I hope that my, my goodwill and, and the people that my volunteers, my friends, and my, the staff here at the convention, you know, we set the tone. If we're not having a good time, no one else is going to have a good time. And, and so, um, yeah, I think it just kind of translates. I think the people come here for the right reasons. So. Well, like I said, I go to conventions and I, I do what I have to do. I go through the motions. But your convention, you actually, you can feel the love here. And the love for Doctor Who, the love for the convention, and the, just the happiness that we're back. So if people want to learn about L.I. Who, what do they do, Ken? Oh, that's easy. Oh. It's all spelled out. LongIslandDoctorWho.com. That always has the information. LongIslandDoctorWho.com is always our, our destination. We try to keep that updated as often as we can. Uh, uh, it, remember, support your fan run conventions. We're not a big multi-million dollar company that puts on giant events. This is done uh, by people who love the show. We do it all voluntarily. We do it because we love it. We do it for the for, for each other. You know, I'd say we do it for the fans, but we're fans. So we're doing it for each other. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thank you for me because I've been watching this for since the 60s because 
because I'm an old guy. I'm the senior correspondent. So I've been watching it, and just to have a convention is an amazing thing. But anyway, Ken, I want to thank you for your time because I know you're crazy with this running around. And uh, we'll see you again next year, definitely. Thank you so much. I'll see you next year. This is Charlie Saladino live at LI Who Presents Time Flight. Back to you in the studio, Mark. Take it ace. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about Dad's new job. That's right. I'm moving on from the company that I was at for about yep. 11 and a half years, moving on to something new. So, I've been a writer at this company called MSC for about 11 and a half years, and... Julie was about three years old, I think, when I took that job. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, like two and a half, three years. Yeah, exactly. So you actually came to my office, I think, for like three or four years. They had Bring Your Child mm -hmm. to Work Day, right? Yeah. What'd you think of that? It was it was fun. I uh, I mean, I loved, I liked being there. Sometimes I was like, as I got older, I was like, okay, this is boring. Boring? <laughs> but... Uh. <laughs> But it was still nice going to see you. I remember once I uh, won a raffle there, and a different time I saw like an owl and got to pet it. Yeah, every year I love was something owls. Fun to so do. It's like, well, let's just back up a second. Did you like coming to your dad's office? Yes. Because all kids kind of like that, right? You get to see mm -hmm. where your dad works. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, you know, did you um, you used to go sit in my desk? Oh, yeah. I also used to go through your drawers. You used to go through all my drawers, right? <laughs> yeah, and look at... You used to have a little, like, box that just had pennies in it. Yes. And, like, change. And I was like, why do you have change just it, in your desk? It was... It was like a boatload of change. And I'm like, what? That's right. It was a whole box of really pennies, I think, at the time. Because yeah. I was just... I don't know. I just put them in there. I didn't even... I, <laughs> I was like, do you do anything <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, I think I still have the box somewhere in the house because I had to move it from from the COVID thing and brought it brought it home. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it is. I think the box. Like I used to go through them and look at the dates. There was a point where I really liked looking at coins, like seeing the dates of it. So I was just looking at all of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was pretty fun. I mean, I liked having you come to the office. So by the time you were in third grade, they allowed you to do the. Uh, bring your kid to work day mm -hmm. kind of thing because they had a whole thing like you said the owls they had a magic show one year mm -hmm. right they uh had a raffle and we had to make like a building out of marshmallows right you had it out of sticks right marshmallow yeah, sticks marshmallows and pasta was that pasta yeah oh so it was pasta and the adhesive was the marshmallow yep so you did pretty well with that we did till like someone came along and destroyed it. <laughs> right, someone, some girl came along and destroyed the whole thing for you. Yeah, because they were trying to help. 
they did not help. They did not help at all. <laughs> then um, they were like giving out the raffle, like they were giving out a raffle, and I remember that like during that time I was, we had a challenge that we had to put Oreos on our eyes and try to get it into our mouth. Whatever, I failed. But then uh, they were like Julie Klitschke, and I was like, what? <laughs> right, because you won the raffle. Yeah. But you lost the um, Oreo challenge. Yeah. Which was kind of. Two separate stories. You yeah. did the raffle, and then you, we, while we were waiting, we were doing the Oreo challenge. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that, and but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, they called my name, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, did I actually, like, I didn't think, because I've never, like, won a raffle or whatever so, at that point. So I went up, I got the, I got, like, headphones or something that I actually still use today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, and I remember one of uh, my dad's friends was jealous. Like, did you really? <laughs> did you <laughs> like, really? Like, oh get that? man, these are actually really nice. <laughs> That's right. They liked. Uh, they liked them. But it was mm-hmm. fun because I think like during this time at this company, even we went, got. I always got tickets to the Ducks games, the baseball. Yeah. And I brought you. We thought it was fireworks night one year, mm-hmm. and we got the diamond box or whatever. And we yeah. were sitting there, and you had tons of brownies and cookies and hot dogs <laughs> and burgers and and. We thought we were waiting and waiting, and then we realized it was not fireworks night. And you fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> I remember there was another time we went to a Ducks game, and I think I got like sick during it, like I a cold or something. Yeah. And I remember we were with uh, one of our uncles. So. <laughs> oh right, yeah, and you probably mm-hmm. didn't feel too good, but yeah, but it was pretty. It was cool. still awesome. Like. It's so awesome that you used to get all those, like, tickets to the Ducks, and we had duck dollars. Yeah, we had Ducks bucks, they call them, you know? I wish we could do those again. But anyway, yeah. like, since COVID obviously didn't happen. Oh, and we met, like, the coach at one point. Oh, yeah. I think we got was... bobblehead. <laughs> I got a free bobblehead. Yeah, you got a free bobblehead and everything. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, that's that's pretty much it. I'm I'm off to another position. I'm still writing, but just writing for somewhere else. And it's a new yeah. year, new you thing. And um, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. Now, back to our show. Hello, everyone. This is Dominic Definition Man Sperano coming to you from my own personal bat cave. And by that, I mean my basement. And with me today is Mariano Nicieza and Gordon Purcell. And I hope I did not butcher your name, Mariano. <laughs> it was excellent. It was perfectly enunciated. Thank you. you. Gordon. <laughs> Thank you very much. Gentlemen, you're here from Apex Comics promoting your company and numerous other projects let's just get started and get right into it what's the new thing that's coming out from apex what are you guys working on together we have some exciting comic book projects that are happening right now as you're listening um there are three major comic book projects that we're working on the one that we're going to concentrate on the most right now is the one gordon is involved in which is the outer spacemen 
which is a comic written by Fabian Iciesa and uh, illustrated by um, a wonderful, wonderful artist, Chris Batista, who did some fantastic work at DC. I know Chris uh, personally and professionally, and he's, he, you're right. He is excellent. He is the one who had to draw Sub Diego for the first time when they sunk San Diego in the Aquaman oh. comics. I remember talking <laughs> to him about it once, and he's like, yeah, I just went for the classic old grid format and a whole lot of coffee, and that's how I got through it. Sure. And just so everyone knows, uh, nepotism is involved because Fabian is your brother. He has some writing chops behind him, notably, <laughs> notably co-creator of Deadpool. So, <laughs> so kinda, there you go. he kind of had some credentials that got him through the door. That's true. You know, like, listen, if you're going to if you're going to like give work to the family, you might as well make sure it's family that deserves the work. You know, he wait, work. He, he's not getting paid for this. He just did oh. it out of the goodness of his heart. He, he did it okay. because I had blackmail material on him. Yeah. So, <laughs> You're riding on that suburban dicks money. Right? <laughs> That's true. That, I, I pulled him back into comics. He really was just going to continue writing the suburban dicks uh, series. So right. very successful book for him. So you could say just when he thought he was out, you pulled him back in. Yeah, if I could, if I could do a good impression of uh, Pacino, then I, I would do it. But I can't, so I won't. <laughs> Don't. Just don't just he's sacred. We don't go there. So please, let's begin. Let's talk about uh, Outer Space Men and what it's about. Uh, we recently just talked to Fabian. He mentioned the inspiration comes from toys that you and he uh, played with his children. It's true. It's a it's a vintage toy line that was launched in the 1960s. And uh, at the time, the the U.S. and NASA were very big with the space race and getting to the moon and, and that whole theme going on in that historical period. And Mattel Toys, and our dad worked for Mattel, put really? out, yeah, yeah, my dad worked at Mattel for years. Um, they put out a toy that uh, is now kind of lost and forgotten. It's a Major Matt Mason. Major Matt Mason. I love that. Toy. Yeah, yeah. Um, was an astronaut, you know, were, were these bendable figures about six inches and they had a, a whole line of these astronauts, the major Matt Mason line and, and vehicles for the moon and rockets and, and whatever. And the outer spaceman essentially was created as the first intercompany toy crossover. If, if we want to call it that, because hmm. Mattel put out major Matt Mason, but color forms, a, a different competing company put out similar sized action figures that would be able to interact with all the major Matt Mason toys and, and the major Matt Mason figures. And they were essentially all aliens. So these were, these were characters that could interact with the, uh, with the astronauts. Huh. And it, it obviously, you know, when you're a kid, it made for a, a cool little, you know, play set. So they, they were near and dear to our hearts and now as an adult, I was able to connect with, uh, with the uh, owners and, and we'll be talking to one of them uh, in another interview, Gary Schaefer, and okay. set up a license and, uh, and have now 
are now expanding from the toy line to comics and, and prints and trading cards and NFTs and a, a whole host of things that we're doing. Um, and, and that's where Gordon comes in because we, we have the core team that's doing the comic book, but I wanted to bring in a variety of talent uh, to work on these characters in their in their style and give it their flavor and their look. So I'm going to shut up now. And Gordon, you can run with all the <laughs> all the stuff you've been doing for the outer spaceman. Well, mostly I did a bunch of model turnarounds for each of the characters, and one of them is being used as a, an incentive cover for the first issue of Outer Spaceman. It is a, a the commander, I think Alpha. Um, and Commander so, comment, Commander comment on that. Comic, okay. Um, and it's sort of like Marvel had a bunch of covers that were just like a toy, looked right. like a flat toy, and this is sort of the same thing, except we have more of a background. So, like uh, the the old covers were just like oh, like you'd see like an action figure stuck in the in the in the package, sort of a look. Right. Except this isn't stuck in a package. He's okay. in space. Right. So it's more dynamic. In, a little, in. a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of fun. That's what they're using some of my art for. I assume some of it is just being shown to uh, toy manufacturers and such. Now, are they going to relaunch the toy as well? You'll have to ask. Yeah, Mariano knows that. So the the toys have been in continuous circulation. Uh, really. For years, yes. They, they had a major relaunch in the 2000s at some point, maybe late 2000s. And they're still an active toy line to this day. So uh, wow. there's, there's varieties of, uh, uh, you know, variants and varieties of characters. So originally, the, what Gordon was, was describing, uh, Commander Comet, was one of the original seven that was created in the 1960s. That's and that's the line he worked on. He did seven different uh, outer spacemen, and they were all based on the original designs from the uh, from the sixties. And this material, by the way, Gordon is uh, we did uh, use it for one of the variant covers, but the characters are also um, digitized and being used in uh, everything from uh, avatars to NFTs. Uh, there's all sorts of work being done with this with this artwork. So, and it will all be premiering in in the coming year in 2022. Um, so, this is uh, like a massive uh, coordinated effort, not just amongst writers and artists, but companies and just like a, a full on launch of all things outer spacemen. Nah, we're just winging it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just see how it goes. Throw it out there. See what sticks against the wall. <laughs> there are there are a variety of companies involved. Uh, most notably, a company called Liquid Avatar, and we'll be having a, a an interview with the owner David Lukacs um, at some point later. But uh, there are there are many many exciting things going on. And yes, we're we're um, partnering with all sorts of different companies to create all sorts of exciting collectibles, uh, physical and digital. That is so amazing to me. Now, Gordon, you're, you're known for doing Star Trek and, and creating comics and drawings based off of living people and making sure they look realistic to those 
those people like George Takei. How was it working off of old people's older artwork though this time? Like you're kind of, it seems like it would be in your wheelhouse, but did you look at it and go like, why would they draw that? Why would they do it that way? Or, or did you just- well, there, There's a little of that because they are toys. The ones I did will still look like a toy somewhat. Right. Um, he, there was a person who designed it who fleshed it out better than the toy looked. And so we kind of went on his uh, art. So it looks a little more dynamic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's different. There are lots of challenges to this in the drawing business, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat of an illustrator myself, I'm certain, but I know I'm not at your level. I couldn't imagine having to draw and create an illustration and a piece of art based off of someone else's drawing and trying to make it look like that drawing, but I guess sort of better. I, I mean, I think that would probably drive me crazy. So I'm just impressed that you decided that you wanted to take this on. No, it's, it's, uh, they're all challenges. Right now I'm drawing something called Laurel and Hardy. If you remember the comedy team from like the twenties and thirties. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways. I mean, I wasn't I, alive, but I remember. <laughs> I wasn't either. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, and that's challenging. Everything is a little challenging because every situation is a little different. Uh, so it's this isn't that far away from drawing that okay that's pretty cool so when do, can you give us either mariana or gordon like a general timeline of when things will be coming out not specific hard dates but just when we can start to expect these things to see them and where I, we can find them i i can give you hard dates because it's Ooh. all happening as we speak um uh, one of the marketing strategies that was decided upon very early on uh, was to utilize the crowdfunding platforms to mm -hmm. get this product out there. Uh, crowdfunding and now that things are sort of starting to open up, uh, live conventions. Yes. So right now, actively on Kickstarter, if you go to Kickstarter and you punch in the outer spaceman in the search engine uh, there is an active campaign where everything we're talking about including gordon's amazing work which he's a, he's a very humble creator but i'm telling you the work he did was absolutely fantastic and and gordon you are the right guy for this project oh go on it's absolutely <laughs> true absolutely yes true. please tell me more about myself tell me more <laughs> And, and, and there will be more to come uh, above and beyond what's, what's currently being used as a variant cover. Uh, but uh, actively right now on Kickstarter, The Outer Spaceman is a crowdfunder campaign that includes all of the things we're talking about and more, much more. Um, eventually, there will be Indiegogo Outer Spaceman campaigns in 2022. So uh, a lot going on and including a premiere at the Los Angeles Comic-Con, which happens December three through five. Um, that will have uh, a lot of this product for sale directly. And then wow. there'll be more announcements in 2022. Okay. That's looking great. I'm looking at the art now. I'm checking everything out and it is really beautifully drawn. Uh, on the, I'm just checking out the entire Kickstarter, uh, and you're doing very well. 
Yes, fully funded in less than 24 hours. Yeah, but there's still, uh, from from the date of this recording, there's 27 days to go. So that doesn't mean that people can't still uh, join and be, be a part of it. They could definitely like push this way past. Do you have like a, 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 you've hit your goal, but do you have like a reach goal or a push goal or something yes, that you? There is a, again, we're, we're speaking in the, in the here and now, and, and this will air a little later. Uh, there is a 48 hour special going on, but when the 48 hour special, which expires in 24 hours tomorrow, when that uh, expires, then we will start to announce a series of stretch goals. There will be multiple stretch goals. Uh, so we will see where we are tomorrow and that will dictate the stretch goal and then further stretch goals after that. And yeah. we're, trying to, we're trying to create, as you can see from, from what's on the campaign page, we're trying to create a, a collection of um, appealing collectibles to go with all of this. So it's not just action figures, it's action figures, it's comic books, it's trading cards, it's, it's prints. There, there's all sorts of things that are included. Now, do you feel that the audience, um, it can be very broad or is it going to be very specific to people who grew up with these toys? Or do you, are you really trying to reach the next generations? Yes, uh, in, in bringing Fabian on board, in bringing the various artists that have come on board, including Gordon, the, the entire focus was honoring what happened in the past, but bringing the whole thing into the present and looking forward into the future. So the, the storylines, the characters being highlighted, new characters being created, all of it is meant to appeal to a, a modern audience, but at the same time, not distance the the folks that that hold it near and dear from from the past. Yeah, Chris's art helps a lot with that too. It looks uh, it looks real fresh and modern without being too uh, it's easy to read. Yeah, his his work has always been like people forget you you read the pictures in comics. Yeah. You know, they, they, they think it's all about the words sometimes, but you read the pictures and his work has always been clean and easy to understand and it fits the words very well. And he's, he's a, a tremendous illustrator. Um, oh, and now I just forgot what like, my next follow-up question was going to be because uh, we start talking about Chris's amazing work. So we have about five minutes left. What last pieces of information would you like to make sure the audience knows about this work, about yourselves, how they can find you, your social media, all of that stuff? Well, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, just like every other person, I think. Uh, and uh, I'm uh, working with uh, Mariano on different Apex things. I also work with the Liquid Avatar group that he was doing. And as I said, I guess I have a Laurel and Hardy comic coming out in January from American Mythology. You can order it from the Diamond Catalog. I also have Black Enchantress coming out in the spring and whatever Mariano wants me to do. <laughs> Mariano, what do you want him to do? We're, we're going to keep him busy because he's a talented man and, uh, and his work needs to be out there. It's that simple. Um, the, we focused a lot on the Outer Spacemen. Uh, there are active Indiegogo campaigns. One has uh, a project by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends called The Right Project. That's currently in demand. 
on uh, on Indiegogo, and in 2022 we'll be doing something with Kickstarter and that that property. So that's very exciting, and it's amazing to be working with those guys. I'll be and doing the left project. Just just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's the right project. It's 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 an anagram, and it, it stands for for something gravitic. Blah 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 blah. Ron Friends can rattle it off a lot faster than I can. But it's, okay. it's a really cool project, really cool project with a, a, a unique character. Oh, and Sal Bissema is inking it, right? Yes, and Sal is inking it, correct. <laughs> wow. Well, gentlemen, yeah. it, I have to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate oh, it. it. Couldn't have done it without you, quite <laughs> literally. <laughs> so thank you so much, and let's take it back to the show. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on breads, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Hi, this is Sherilyn Fenn, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla! I'm Nathan Booth from Ben and Apple TV, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello friends, this is Ranger Rob and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough. go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, IndieVolt.com, CentralOregonRadio.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.